0: Hello beautiful people, good good evening once again, um, my name is still Evetaro and welcome to The Switch. So I have another um, insightful in- insightful and interesting guest on, on the podcast today and if I say he's my abro, you know, I can't say he's my abro because he's making more money than me, so uh, you know what they say, when someone is making more money than you, it's no longer your abro. Um, so he's a he's a big boy in the fintech space now um okay so today we'll basically be talking about you know how he started um how he taught himself how to code and how he's currently a software engineer at um go money one of the leading fintechs in nigeria Um, so today my guest is Ikechuku Madu. i call him my name is Ike Chuku, but he doesn't like that name, so we'll just speak to, him. We'll just speak to him. Hello, Ike Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, a very good evening. Um, thank you very much for having me. Uh, first of all, I, I I don't know about the making money part, so um, I'm, I'm just going to say we both make money. So, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do You're still my yoga, so uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, thank you for awesome.
0: having me. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. God glad to have you on board. So, I mean, we're just going to dive into it. Um, yeah, sure. So, I, I remember way, way back when we were in that little office in BI, and you just said that, you know, Guy fair, I'm going to start learning how to code. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That, 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 that sounds like an interesting part. Um, I mean, at that point, the, the fintech space had not really kicked off as... You know as it is now i mean the guy likes of paystack and flutter we were already in the in in the in mainstream in system, in the mainstream, yeah, mainstream yeah yeah, and yeah and it, was, and it was like you know i just want to learn how to code i was like okay i mean go ahead and and it just started from there so so we're having this conversation because a lot of people i mean i've had one or two conversations with people that say look I want to start learning how to code, not because of. Yeah. I mean, there's money in the tech ecosystem. I understand that, but because they want to be able to do something for themselves. So I said, okay, look, let me look for someone that has done it and then is currently doing well in that space as so. well. So I said, okay, let me reach out to yeah. IKEA and he was more than happy to to say he was going to jump on board. So I think the first question first is, why did you take that decision back then, and you know, how has the, how has the journey been?
1: yeah um okay so well why why did i take that decision back then um so first off uh i i, I want to be as real as possible on this podcast um okay course, without not getting yeah. too much information though but um yeah. so i i graduated from school in uh, 2014 um and um my the, the how they call it the grade i graduated with was not <laughs> it was nothing to write home about um, um, but that on, on the side um, I had always been interested in you know like learning how computers work um, I had always wanted to know you know how you know somebody writes some bit of instruction and then the computer just does magic and it always used to be amazing to see people you know write some text and then this computer will just you know like magically transform it into something you know beautiful uh, and I had always had that interest and then you know in that our small office I met a group of guys there who were actually doing these things like um, people would come with requests and say oh we want this type of report or we want this to look like this and they'll be like oh you know don't worry give us one hour or give us the rest of the day or something and then we'll come up with a plan and then they'd actually like you know come up with it and it was it was it was amazing to see you know people my age or people even younger than me um, you know write these things, do these things and um, they did it, it was, it was very cool, I mean, I, I was looking at it and I was like, oh wow, you know, this is this is very interesting, um, and I, I want to learn how to do this, I want to be part of this, but I want to be the cool guy also, you know, I, actually I, I yeah. one of the reasons why, <laughs> I said this one of the reasons why I actually learned how to write books because I wanted to be cool like other people, I mean, I was seeing like young guys, people, like my age mates then, or people who were younger than me, and we were doing all this yeah. fanciful stuff, and it it looked very interesting. Um, obviously then, uh, I was working as um, an IT support assistant, so I had some knowledge, you know, about like how computers work. But um, I I, I was yeah. you know, I, I didn't just want to you know um just uh, uh be an IT support assistant um like forever. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's a bad yeah. um job uh, description or anything, but yeah, I just wanted more. Um, and then I had just joined Twitter, you know. Um, and I had seen a lot of people talk about tech, you know, what they were doing, and there was just all this buzz around, I was like, hey, you know what, I'm going to get into this space, um, I'm going to learn how this thing works, um, and I'm going to, you know, make, I'm going to make good of it anyways, um, and that was it. I, I didn't really have any plan, you know, to um, delve into maybe like, uh, you know, uh, free tech space, or edit um, tech space, or agri tech space, I had no idea of what, those things were. All I wanted to do was just sit down in front of my computer, write some code, and watch it do the magic. And I did. For like the first uh, two months, all I was doing was writing HTML and CSS. And it was really interesting, you know, just, um, just you know, putting out HTML and putting some designs and it was really working and everything. Uh, and, and then one day, um, my boss then saw me do something with um, you know HTML and CSS, and I was like, oh okay, um, you seem to have a knack for this thing, right? So let me introduce you to somebody who would you know like mentor you and help you like make the necessary steps to get to where you want to be. And he introduced me to a friend who I call my senior brother now. Shout out Stan, um, <laughs> and um, you know it's it's just been it's been upwards from there um, really. I've I, I don't think I've been able to put the brakes on on how like my career has um, just you know gone in an upward trajectory in that um, in, from that from that point on uh, I, I guess I would say that um, being involved in the fintech space actually um, was I think that was that kind of a bias because um, uh, in the first like, my first job where I worked as an IT support assistant was a microfinance bank so I had always been around like finance you know and the um, Finance industry, um, you know, and regulations and things like that. So when a, an opportunity opened up for me to move from that um, office to somewhere else, I obviously just you know just gravitated towards fintech um, industry. Uh, and um, so far so good. Um, from 2016, 2015, 2016 till date. Um, I'm now a senior developer at Good Money um where i um uh, you know um build um both apis and support apis that are one of the best um i i'm biased I'll say it's the best finance uh fintech <laughs> in nigeria today yeah i'm 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 definitely biased towards my company. i mean yes it's you,
0: it's fine. it's <laughs> fine it's fine it's fine to be biased actually, to <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you if you don't have a good money account in listening to this, please open a GoMoney Money account yeah, you know. But that, that's just an aside. Um it's it's been an amazing journey. Um I look back as where I started, you know, um staying up late in the night, learning how to write code, um, learning how to do things and there were a lot of difficult spots, um, especially because I did not have some of the background knowledge that I needed to have, you know, to do some of the things that I wanted to do. But I persisted. And I think that's that's one of the I think that's one of the beautiful things about my journey, and the beautiful things about, you know, other people that I've come to know in the tech space is how much persistence people put into, you know, just um, yeah. ensuring that they get to where they want to get to right um i've seen people leave medicine i've seen people leave um uh economics you know and and, and all other um fields of professions and say hey you know i'm, I'm getting into tech, and i'm going to learn this thing and you know they persist and persist and persist until you know that um glass ceiling cracks open and then you know it's just from there it's just upwards so yeah that, that's 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 what i would say about my journey
0: i mean so you know i always tell people look one of one of the most difficult things to do is to start, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So start starting is always very very tricky because, I mean, so there was a project that I was looking to start a while back, and I was like, man, I mean, I had pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and, pushed. and I was like, so I, I was watching a YouTube channel from from some guy called Sean Cannell, and he said, start before okay. you're ready. And and that minute, yeah. I, I, just, I just stood up from you know watching that YouTube video, and then I kicked off that project. Um, I mean, so yeah. that's always the first bit. The second yeah. bit is the discipline, and the discipline to persevere until you get something or some result out of it. Mm. Um, so it's always yeah. very, very difficult. And I tell people, I mean, the first bit is, is starting, no doubt. I mean, if you don't start, um, like I always tell people, a fool that starts is better than someone who has an idea. If you do not start at all, then there's no point in having an idea or say, Look, I have the best idea in the world. Like my dad used to say, ideas are a dime and it doesn't, they're everywhere. True. Um, so true. They're just everywhere. So you just need to have that discipline to start and then the discipline to persevere, um, to persevere um, as well
1: yeah i i think i think the thing with starting though is that a lot of people get confused because the, the text list is it's it's really broad um mm. and uh people are sort of confused they don't know where to start they you know they don't they're not sure um and then there's also this um there's also this worry that uh you know if, if i start here am i going to be successful is the thing yeah. that i'm going to do going to you know make waves later on in the future because um, there's a lot of buzz around tech and you know everybody's like oh you know tech guys now they're the oil boys the yeah the oil boys of the 80s and the 90s you know everybody's making money yeah. and everybody wants to make money um and what I try to tell people is that yeah making money is good I'm not going to deny that but you know um, set your set your vision or set your goal beyond just making money. Um what what I tell people every day is that when when I resume work in the morning and um I'm, you know, maybe debugging APIs or building out some new features that are going to be supported in Go Money in maybe like the next two months or three months, right? I'm not building those features because um Go Money is going to pay me or my company is going to pay, to pay me some some uh, amount of cash at the end of the month as a salary or anything, but yeah. just you know being able to build those features and see people use them at the end of the day and you know that puts a smile on their face is more important for yeah. me than you know you know making the actual like yeah money is good. I'm, I'm yeah. even in this our economy, um, <laughs> money is very important, right? But I, I tell people, yeah. hey, if you're looking if you're looking to start, um, the most important thing is to set a goal for yourself um, and then push mm-hmm. towards that goal. So for me, um, when I started, the most important thing for me was, um, you know, just being able to code. I I really didn't care about what industry I was going to be in or what industry I I did not like anything. I just wanted to learn how to write code, and I just want, I wanted to be good at writing code. I wanted to write code that you know people with 20-25 years experience would look at and say, yeah, this person knows what he's doing. And that, that, that was my that was my goal. I had no, um, you know, like, I wasn't ready to... I, I, I didn't even know what, they, at that point in time, what they called the fintech space or anything like that. I mean, I knew companies like PayStack and Flutterwave existed, but it was just, oh, they're just big companies and probably wouldn't take somebody like me. And all I wanted to do was just learn how to write code. And then you know, little by little, as time progressed, um I now I, I began to, you know, uh, you know, say uh okay um this is where i feel like my strengths lie um and this is where i want to head into you know and these are the kind of industries i want to work with and things like that sprinkled cool with a little by Asha. i have to i have to put that there. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I,
0: I, yeah um, so yeah go ahead
1: oh yeah Just yeah, sorry so uh yeah you know but, but that, that's 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 just it um and i you, you know you mentioned something about discipline um I, I I think that discipline naturally just comes if you have a drive to get to somewhere, yeah. uh, and um, that's that's just it, it, I think it's automatic if you if you really want something and you, you know that um, I mean there are many times where um, I I fell off you know and yeah. I have to jump up and start over again. There were many yeah. times where um, you know. a lot of things that i did not understand so i had to take breaks um and i'm not talking about like a one week break or a two week break i had to take months off to go back and learn some like um like some basic concepts uh and and things like that but i always came back with the drive of uh of that, you know, I i want to be this person. I want to get here and make this thing work. And and that's just what kept me going. Um and also, you know, the joy of just writing code and seeing it work, you know, that's that's like yeah. a real good booster. Sometimes, you know, you, you type out the instruction and the computer just does what you want it to do, and you're like, Wow, that's yeah, that's amazing. Exactly, you know, yeah. I can actually, yeah, you know, I can actually do this thing and you know um i do one it works i do like two three four more um it works i do the fifth one it fails i'm like yeah but i did one to four and it worked you know so i'm, I'm going yeah. to try this one figure it out and and keep on going um and yeah that, that, that's 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 just what it is. okay so um so i remember
0: when when you when you first started out and i think i remember you going for a few interviews and you were like uh it didn't pick me up and I just said look just just oh, keep going yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Just just, it, it, just keep going at it and sooner or later <laughs> something will take. I remember you're trying to get yeah. into one of the schools. I, I can't remember if it was Andela or or at some point and you're like, Man, it's tough to get into Adela. And I said, look, just try, it. whether you get in or not, the experience enough. Experience alone is enough to say, okay, look, I can do this thing and 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 anything is possible. So on the back of that. I mean, so getting your first job outside or after you started coding. I mean, tell us about that experience and then how you've been able to transition from there up until this point as a senior engineer at Google.
1: Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so um, I, I, after I left that our small office, like that our small office was just a beautiful time, really. It was a <laughs> <Yeah, it laughs> very was, beautiful yeah. Time. yeah, it was. Um, so um, after I left there, uh, I moved to a company called Ryslick. Um RightClick was uh, um, a tech servicing firm, uh, and we just, um, you know, um, were servicing quite a lot of companies um, in different um, sectors. I think one of the good things about my experience with RightClick was um, that I was able to build solutions for um, different companies in different um, sectors, so not just the finance sector. But you know, um, lifestyle and um, things like that, and insurance also. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so I, I started out as a junior developer, um, and um, it was a full stack position, so that's uh, front end and back end. Um, yeah. And it, it, it involved a lot i mean i was so many hats um, at that point you know where i just I, I had to um do stuff on the front end that's uh, you know where people interact on the browser do stuff on the back end which is like on the server and it, it was like you know I, I had to hit the ground running because um yeah uh there were there were a lot of things that i had to catch on really fast and i'm i'm grateful for that experience because it was you know a roller coaster experience but then again um it, it, it helped um push my um push my drive, you know, and um, yeah. um strengthening my abilities a lot with uh with with um the with the kind of tasks that I was given. Um yeah so you know um I start I started out there as a junior developer and then after working as a full stack dev for about uh, six months, um I was given a new role at the same company to just um, yeah. build um Backend end solutions and that's where I really got involved with um, server-side um, scripting or what people okay. call backend engineering, you know, um, and, and you know, I, I started learning more stuff about servers, more stuff about um, how servers work, you know, and um, all the different things that I started hearing about cloud technologies and, you know, it was, it was just a lot and at some point it, it did feel overwhelming, you know, because yeah. I was just this guy who just, you know, a couple of, about a year plus ago, had just started, um, you know, learning how to write code. And now, you know, all these things that, you know, my um, senior dev was, or my team lead was expecting me to learn, and uh, yeah, a lot of responsibilities and stuff a, a lot of responsibility yeah so you know it, it was at first it was overwhelming because it was like oh um you know this is quite a lot how do i um manage all of this but you know i'm shouldering sure that responsibility um gave me a sense of purpose and um, gave me a sense yeah. of purpose and that's kind of um uh, what, what was the word you know help me channel you know my energy into something um and um, just give myself to you know the tasks and, and it's it, it, I, I mean i struggled at the early stages but then after that I, I it began to make sense um uh trial and error is a beautiful thing i, I won't say that <laughs> trial and error is a yeah. beautiful thing so you know um i would write um code i would it, it won't be able to work um at, at some point i had a lot of tasks that's where like in my backlog and um, stuff like that. Um, I think one other thing that helped at that point where I started transitioning into server-side scripting was um, community. Um, So I'm active on Twitter. Um, If uh, you know, uh, um, and, and Twitter is just a really interesting space because you meet a lot of people, um, people who yeah, have more yeah, experience, people totally who have less experience yeah. than you. So, you know, and there's there's this whole discussion, you know, um, that just um, surrounds different types of technologies in different spaces and, and things like that. And so I met a couple of wonderful people who. Um, you know, just helped me through my journey with questions. I made a lot of um, friends from there. And then I would ask them questions about, you know, these things. And people would, you know, point out um, articles or, you know, um, shout out to Stack Overflow, Stack Overflow answers, you know, things, just things to, you know, um, Points me in the right direction, and after a while, you do know, it was like because it was like riding a bicycle, uh, and after a while, my training wheels came off, and you know, I was able to hold my own um, in in uh, uh, on these things, and you know, um, from there, I just began to pick up more responsibility. I, I would say this though that um, my journey um, to becoming a senior dev has not necessarily been um, in just you know my experience of the things that I've learned to code. You know, I've learned okay. to build over time, but more in shouldering responsibility. I, I think mm. that, um, you know, being a senior developer, um, because it entails a lot. It's not just about, you know, um, knowing your craft. I mean, knowing your craft is like yeah. the bedrock of becoming a senior developer, but also being able to teach other people, um, you know. So as, at one point, I had started learning how to, you know, pass the knowledge that I was gaining or that I had learned yeah. to other people. And that's that's Getting also, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, paying it forward, you know, that's 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 um, um responsibility, and you know um you know just being able to step into um. um Defier, that's what I call it you know, when, when things go wrong and you know they're taking charge of situations and saying, hey, you know, what's wrong? Okay, let's have a plan." planning, you know, um, a lot of planning and things like that. And and that's how um at every point in my career where I've gone to i have worked that people, you know, just look at me and say, you know, this person can show that this responsibility, we've seen the skill set, um, we know that he can do the job. And then, you know, that, that's just and, and really that's how um I, I, I honestly don't call myself a senior developer because you know there's still so much that i don't know um, but yeah, in terms of yeah there's, there's, there's still a lot to learn there's a long road i mean i've only been doing this for um a couple of years and you know there are people who have um 20 25 30 years worth of experience so um i think um you know we think that's also it's just you know taking it one day at a time and um um just just um Learning how to take up more responsibility. Be the person. Um, my friend will always say, "Be the person that finds the solutions for companies. Don't yeah. be the person that waits until a solution is um, brought to the table before you start putting you know,
0: it." I totally, find I I totally agree. The yeah, you, yeah. You need uh, to be and, that and person adding that value on the table.
1: On the table, yeah. So, uh, and that's 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 what I've basically just you know done over over the years, and I'm where I'm today. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, so, so j- just before you go on, and, and that's the thing about communities, and, and that's the advantage that, um, you know, spaces like the, the tech industry come into play. I mean, I, I'm yeah. on Twitter every now and then, and, and I see the amount of, you know, conversations going around languages, yeah. going around, especially now that crypto is, is totally mainstream around blockchain, mm-hmm. around yeah. a ton of stuff. And I'm wondering, You know, imagine having this kind of community in in basically all the sectors or in all the spaces where, you know, in all the forms of life, you can imagine how much growth um, not just people would have, but also economies and countries would have as well. Because, like I always say, and and like they've always told us, it takes a a village to raise a child. Imagine, you know, every child or every... And then also not just raising a child, but raising that child right, right? So you need yeah, to have true. that community and that support system to say, look, you need some resource, you know, you get someone someone to point you to some article or some YouTube video or like the University of YouTube, like I like, I like to call it.
1: And <laughs> it's just,
0: it's just, everything is just out there, you know, in the open for you to learn. And I always say, you, you basically do not have an excuse not to learn. I mean, there's, and this is where discipline and you starting off from, you know, comes into play. Right. So on the back of that, after right click, so what happened next? You just jumped right into oh, okay. Go Money or there was some um, after, other transition after... point before Go Money came into <laughs> I
1: mean yeah, no so so um so after right click, uh I joined um Andela for a couple of months. Um and um it was sort of like a short transition, um I I wouldn't want to go into details of, um you know what happened there. But um, after a couple of months I left um, and then I joined Go Money. Um and yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. it's been an amazing journey really. Um you know, um I, I think I Go Money was where um or is where I I, I came into the full four of um, you know financial technology. And what it entails, and all the mm. battles you know that we, you have to fight on a daily basis, um, and you know how products are pushed, you know, um, from like conception stage to um, yeah. development stage, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the whole product life cycle, yeah, the whole product life cycle, and you know also you know dealing with customers, how to retain customers, and things like that. It's it's um it's a behemoth. That's what I like to call it. Um, there's there's so much that goes on behind the scenes when you when you open your um, fintech app uh, and you click a button and you know, it does some stuff and it produces a result or it does like a transfer um, and you know things like that. There's there's a whole lot that goes on behind the scenes that customers are not aware of, um, and you know that that's where the magic happens. And just you know being at, um, being at the backstage, you know seeing these these people build these tools and also being part of the people that build these tools has been um it's it's i i won't say it's first of all been an interesting journey um, and it's been an amazing journey also so yeah that's, that's um that's that's what it is. that's where i am today yeah mm-hmm. interesting
0: um so so basically yeah. from then you've, you've been at go money you know building uh building fit you know the, the fintech space and all of that so i mean yeah, that's financial technology into. yeah yeah, so that, that's going to bring me to that elephant in the room, right? The Nigerian vintage <laughs> ap- um, yeah. So, I mean, so apart from it, it's, and it's gradually becoming, um, so it's, it's basically becoming a force that you just have to relate to it, whether you like it or not, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I mean, so I remember when Paystar got bought for um, 200 million and I was having yeah. a conversation with a friend and I said that's basically the market. That's basically the capitalization of of some of the commercial banks that we have in Nigeria, yeah. if not if not more than mm.
1: one.
0: Right. And I also remember mm. when Koda raised um, money recently and I said, I was selling someone. Um, so I post I, I I did a post on LinkedIn, and I said, I can't remember which of the companies just got um, you know, some funding. And I said, whether we like it or not. This is basically just the beginning because Nigerian FinTechs yeah. and the Nigerian tech space will just continue to grow and then there's going to be that overflow and then there's going to be that abundance in terms of people throwing money you know, yeah. to the Nigerian tech space because there's still a ton of stuff to do. I mean, we, we can't trade with Definitely. regulation right? We can't trade with regulation and and the, our guys at TBL will continue to do that stuff. I totally <laughs> understand. I mean, we don't want to go there, because, and, and all of that. Yeah, but I mean, the Nigerian <laughs> fintech space. What's what's your take? Yeah. Um, and I have a question so- just, just just before you answer. Right? Are we okay. actually creating value, or we are just um, we are just reinventing the wheel?
1: Oh no, I I think we're creating value. I think we are actually doing, um, um, shout out to everybody who's involved in the Nigerian fintech space, Bastac, um, Flutterwave, coins Go Money, because I'm biased, um, <laughs> AOR, you know, everybody, literally everybody who's involved in the um, fintech space. Um, you know, I, I, I personally feel that um, we are creating value. I think one of the one of the main reasons, and I was explaining this to somebody um, a couple of days ago, is that one of the main reasons why um, the Nigerian fintech space exists is um, because um, the um, commercial banks have not been able to reach, um, you know, the um, the unbanked people in Nigeria, and you need a method or you need a a channel, you know, to be able to reach those people. Um, and you know, there's yeah. there's there's a, there, there are a lot of loops that you have to go through if you're um, opening an account with a commercial bank, you know, um, and and all of that. And people, technology has moved on. People have moved on. Yeah. People started to realize, you know, that there are easier ways of getting this done. And um, you know, groups of people came together. Um, either whether it's um, you know just uh, uh, payments or savings shout out to PGVest um, yeah. you know uh, um, or you know in the crypto space whatever it was people came together and realised that look we do not necessarily need this um, um, long chain of commands to, to be able to yeah. provide financial before services get to, to people before, before we reach people um, especially you know the youth of um, of Nigeria you know people who between ages um I would I would really to be backwards say between ages sixteen and um, forty, you know, those people who needed access to um you know some form of some form of um some form of um, financial access or financial capital, you know, and things like that. People people needed those um tools to um maybe get their businesses going or just have financial access basically. Um and you know the, 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 the traditional banks or the commercial banks were not able to do that. Um and you know, these people started out um and and I think one of the one of the the, the, the first uh, proponents of FinTech space was Kinter you know, um how they came out with you know payments and payment gateways. I I know back then yeah. you know, they they had this um
0: this um, yeah.
1: way of you know integrating payment gateways to people's websites and that, that kickstarted a yeah. lot of things, you know. Yeah, yeah that that, that kick started a lot of things. Um and you know, it, it just it has just rolled on from there. Um and we're we're not we're not even we haven't even scratched the surface, um, you know. Um, because there's still a lot to be done. There's still there's still a lot of financial technology to build. Um, there's still um, a large amount of people who do not have access, you know, to financial technology, um, whether it's um, with the, uh, you know banking applications or mobile um, mobile money applications um, and things like that. So there's still a lot of people that we need to reach in the Nigerian um, financial space. And um, I I'm I'm very hopeful, um, you know, that we time, um, you know um we would have a large enough platform to to reach out to these people and and um get them on board um another thing also um you know is that the fintech space is creating um financial freedom um with the advent of things like you know yeah people are not people are not looking to um you know uh and and i think that's that's the beauty of um, cryptocurrencies uh you know but people are not looking to um traditional banks anymore to um get to be able um, to create some form of value for themselves. Um, people have discovered different means. And um, uh, yeah, you know, these things will only appreciate more. People will buy into these ideas more. I mean, it's I understand that sometimes you know, people are a bit skeptical. Um, this thing is new. It's not like the, the regular Naira that we work with. But over time, you know, yeah. the, the more we have more people buying into these um, ideas and into these technologies, the more, um, you know, that space will grow. And um yeah, in, in, in the future we would we would see a lot of um crypto investments. Um I, I don't know what currencies will become the order of the day um at yeah. down the line, but you know, um that's that space is great and it's growing at a really rapid rate. Um that there, there, there's a lot um of, of of technology being built out um in decentralized finance um and, and, and that's just amazing to see, and it's amazing to see that you know Nigerians are at the forefront of things like this. You know, people are building um, amazing technologies with um, with, with, um, with whatever tools that they have, and some people are building the tools. So it's it's like it's like um, it's like a, a waterfall. You know, there are, there are people who are building tools that enable these financial services to run, and then there are people who are building the financial services and things like that. So yeah. yes, I I do think that we I think I do think that the Nigerian fintech space is crazy value um however you know i would say you know it's it's currently a struggle between um fintech space and the regulatory body um i do understand you know the um the skepticism um shown by the regulatory body because you know it's something this new and um, um with, with the amount of rapid growth that it it's uh, it has um attailed you know, um, it can be a bit scary. Um, you're not necessarily sure of uh, what what um, this thing is. You know, people say Bitcoin. Okay, what is Bitcoin? What does it do? How does it work? How is it generated? How is it regulated? And things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I understand. I understand regulatory bodies' um, uh, um, uh, concerns. I would I would appeal that instead of just you know including bans everywhere. I, we can have a roundtable discussion, and you know, really explain what what the what what these things are and how they work, uh, you know, and how you know because um, there's no there's no way we can create the amount of value we want to create without the government being involved. I think that's one thing that everybody will come you to realize later on in yeah. the future. Yeah, they, they, they need to understand that. That. Um, Financial freedom, or you know, um, financial access um, to the majority of the citizens living in that particular country, can only happen if the government has policies that support these kind of technologies, and that's where we really need to get to. Because right now, it looks like um, you know, fintech, um, fintech um, companies, or f- the FinTech, space fintech
0: versus, and the versus
1: yeah, versus CBN, you know, or not just not just C D N you know, just you know, regulatory bodies um, or, or legislature and things like that. Um so so that's 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 um, constant battle between regulation and you know, um, financial innovators. Um, needs to come to, um, I would say, an apex, you know, where people can sit down and, you know, have discussions about what, you know, these technologies are, what they do, how they work. And then, you know, gov- the government can start to create policies that support these technologies because they will need support. The government needs to support these technologies. Um, um, and, you know, that, 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 would, that would help us even broaden our reach to reach out to more people, to um, have them included in the financial space because everybody needs to be included. Everybody needs to have financial freedom. People need to be able to get access to money, whether it's access to loans or, you know, just have access to money. And um, we can't say that we want to build physical banks um, in every in every place in Nigeria. Um, you know so 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 it's needed it's, it's important that we create platforms where people have easy access to where they can um, um, join those um, those, those um, technologies you know so the government needs to have discussions with um, these um, financial um, um, technology innovators um, and also begin to create policies that enable the wealth system of the country um, you know be spread more evenly, where people can have access to um to, to financial um instruments you know um like, like, like right now um small and medium um enterprise businesses I, I don't i haven't been in that space um for a while i you mean, know, haven't done a bit of research in that space for a while but i knew i, do, I, I knew that um, at some point it was really hard to get loans you know um and it was really hard for people yeah to get it's, it's still, it still is hard
0: to, to get a loan
1: um, as, yeah. as an SME. And, and, and you know and, and especially the process of getting those loans it was a long um and you know you, you, sometimes you think about the process and you're like yeah I, I really don't want to do this um, it's the same thing that you know used to happen with um, um opening a bank account right um yeah you, you go to a bank they give you this really long form um yeah for was, you to
0: feel and all of that until yeah
1: yeah, and until it, the guys that uh, until Alana people came out, to
0: break that, uh, yeah, break and that said, cycle and "Look, we don't, we, yeah, we, we can don't, do we, this. We don't, we don't yeah. need
1: all these pumps. We can do this in five minutes." And now most fintechs. Uh, most um, fintech players, you know, you open an account in less than three minutes. In fact, now it's a competition. So right now you yeah. see companies say, oh, uh, yeah, we can, you can open an account in two minutes and somebody says, yeah, we beat your record by 30 seconds, so like a minute and 30 seconds and things like that. So yes, um, these things need, um, you know, um, government policies and not necessarily government um, support, but the policies themselves support the technologies to build further. Um, yeah, and expand there has to be some sort of ease of
0: doing business. Bridge.
1: Yeah, ease of doing business. Um, so yeah, I, I hope, I, I personally, I hope that this wave of regulation ban, um, you know, and the regulatory bodies just going out um, against fintechs will end soon enough. And then we can start to see actual conversations um, that happen in fintech space where we can build um, tools that would, um, you know, bring more wealth to Nigerians.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, so just on the back of that, uh, I was having a conversation with the MD of one of the challenger banks, and I said, um, what the regulatory bodies need to understand is that innovation always precedes regulation, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Because regulation would only yeah. come into play when something has been put out there, and then you say, "Okay, look, okay, mm-hmm. we need to understand this, and then how does this work? What are the, you know, what are the holes that we need to plug, and all of that, and all of that." So, I mean, I said, "Look." Yeah. I think one of the ways to go is I, didn't, I, I don't like to use the word association, right? But I think there has to be some yeah. sort of roundtable conversation with between, um, you know, the guys, the stakeholder meeting, whatever it is we want to call it, between the fintech yeah. guys and the regulatory bodies. I mean, let everybody come down back to the table and say, look, this mm-hmm. is what we are building. Yes, we need, yes, you guys do not understand it, but we are open to knowledge transfer Conversations to say, okay, look, this is how this technology works, this is how this technology works, and, and all of that. And if we don't do that, we would only... It, it would continue to look like um, some sort of battle between, you know, the fintech boys and um, and the guys in the and, regulatory and, and space. And the, and
1: the regulatory bodies, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, the, 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 the first thing is there's a lot of mistrust between both parties, um, yeah um you know, fintech innovators are sort of skeptical because when regulation comes in, it it's, it always sounds like um, you want to clamp down on how fast we are innovating things. Yeah, um, I agree.
0: Yeah,
1: regulatory the, the, the regulatory bodies are looking at it and saying these people are just moving out the money, and we yeah. need to stop them before they move out the money. Um, and then you know, there's there's also the backdrop on of the um, of the dollarization um, of the Nigerian economy. You know how people need more access. To um, the US the dollar, FX, yeah, uh, yeah, the FX, yeah, you know, and there's there's not enough access um, via the traditional means for people. So people are, have started to look for other means. And the regulatory bodies are concerned, you know, um, that you know, first of all, there's um, no insurance cover for um, things like that. Um, and you know, if people's money is getting missing, how do you ensure that you know you protect your citizens? Your citizens are safe from financial storms and things yeah. like that, right? So I, I think what I think what is I think one of the key things that is missing is understanding of both parties, right? Regulatory bodies want to um ensure that their citizens are safe from financial mishap. Um uh, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago, I think that was in 2008 two thousand and eight oh seven, oh eight, um there was this uh you know um there's this group of people i can't remember what their name is now i think it's an spectre or something like that and yeah, it was really people and and
0: and all of those yeah, guys yeah, you came, and a yeah. lot of those yeah.
1: guys and you know a lot of a lot of nigerians lost a lot of money during that yeah. period that period um, yeah know, I, I you know i, I know a couple of um of people who worked with my mom um and they um, you know they, they lost millions of naira during during that um debacle so you know the, the regulatory bodies will always want to protect as much as they can against things like that, and I think sometimes you know they go overboard with um, with the regulations because they, they they want to clamp down. They're not they're, they're not willing to give a listening ear to the people who are actually trying to create value in the Nigerian um, financial um, space. You know, so so there's a lot of misunderstanding of how um, these things work um, from the regulatory body side. They see them as you know, the guys from 2007 and 2008, these people just want to come you know, light our citizens and take their money and then run away. But that's not the case you know, Um, these people are here and you know, they, they want to create value, they want to give your citizens access to financial instruments that they would not have gotten before if we depended if we depended um, on the on the traditional banks you know um, and and that's where that's, that's that's the first thing that needs to happen is that um, um, yeah. both on the regulation side um, they need to understand that these people are not running away with anybody's money. But they are trying to ensure that everybody has access. And then on the on the fintech side, um, they need to understand that the, the the regulatory bodies are concerned for the safety of their citizens. You know, they need to they need to understand that because there's there's nothing with, there's there's no amount of financial innovation that you can give without ensuring that um, 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 people are financially safe, you know, there's, there's yeah. the best they're making, there's enough, um, there's, there's a buffer that can shield them in case things go wrong. And things can go wrong, you know. Um, yeah, I, I totally mean, I think one agree. Thing that's, yeah, I think, yeah there's, there's this confidence in the um, fintech space that, you know, oh, we're building these things and nothing's going to happen. But things do happen, bad things happen, you know. We have people True. who commit yeah. fraud, you know, um, or sometimes, you know, the are glitches in networks and people lose, um, you know, large amounts of money. And, money, and and then yeah. I mean you you the founder might not
0: with all the all the saved money and you know but we, we, we've we've yeah. seen
1: we've yeah. yeah we've seen we've seen cases like that happen abroad in um you know China, in some European countries where people just up and leave with people's monies and you know there's no insurance covering for things like that. So yes, so I think both parties need to understand what their concerns are. And then we can now start to have um, conversations as um, as concerning what needs to be done and where where that needs to start from, you know. Um, and you know, but, but if if we keep our noses up in the air and just say, "Oh, you know, these people are old; they don't know what we're doing," um, you know, and that, that we don't we don't have um, a we don't have we don't need to have a conversation with them. Then you know the old people come out and say these young people they just want to steal money and run away with it so mm-hmm. we're going to ban them. And they have the power. You know, they, they actually have they have um, the government on their side, they have the regulatory power to do and undo a lot of things. So um I'm not I'm not saying that um, there needs we need to parley with them so much, but there needs to be some sort of party, um, you know, and um uh, where, where we can come together and um, have an understanding and then from there you know start to build. Um, the technologies that that, that will matter. So, so first of all, is creating understanding between both parties, um, and then you know you can start looking at technologies, different technologies, and seeing, oh, you know, what 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 does this one do? How does this one work? Um, what yeah. are the pitfalls here? How do we put regulations that not only safeguard our people? but you know also give these platforms um um a chance to expand you know to reach out to more people since the current um platforms we have can't you know do that yeah. and and yeah. then you know i i think things will start to look up um and you know we start will start to see um, a, an optic i would say or an improvement in you know, the nigerian fintech space yeah
0: um i mean so so still yeah. on the on the on the fintech space right um and uh-huh. this is just lastly Tech talent is becoming a nightmare in area the these days, especially after COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was talking to a convers- I was talking to an MD of, of one of the FinTech guys, and he said, I have been trying to hire a senior engineer for the past three months, and it's mm-hmm. been horrible. And and I only have one question: what exactly is
1: happening? Well, uh so it's in. I think it's in two parts, right? Um, first things, I think that um, you know, um, the wave of um, you know Nigerian devs who um, started out, you know, started this journey of um, of web development, have has opened a lot of doors, you know. Um, and you know, people from, you know, the US, UK, um, Europe, uh, you know, Asia, and uh, uh, all sorts of places here, Europe too, have seen that, you know, Nigerian developers actually know their, you know, know their stuff. Um, and you know, they're really amazing people to work with. They're innovative, you know, they champion a lot of things. So that's opened the door, you know, and people have rushed into that door, you know, where, um, people are getting remote gigs, um. Um, yeah. And you know, leaving the country. On the flip side, you know, that's sort of created a complex, um, you know, because mm-hmm. now a senior a senior developer looks at it and says, um, okay, a Nigerian company will pay me X amount, right? Yeah, and, um, but we, I'm getting so, uh, so small amount people, in like, dollars. The, in dollars, you know, especially with um, the the valuation of the naira um, and current exchange rates. So they say, oh, okay, you know, um, a a a a, a US-based company or a European-based company pays me um, this amount and then when I convert it, you know, it's... Um, it's like
0: it's, times two of
1: what the Nigerian company is offering. Yeah. Sometimes it's times eight of what the Nigerian company is offering. So that's, that's on one hand. Wow. You know, pay um, um, Payments, payment um, um, differences have made people, you know, make a lot of decisions that way. Um, another thing um, that um, has sort of hampered hampered the um tech pipeline is that um people are no longer as invested in training people you know training um intermediates and excuse me um intermediate and junior developers because a senior developer does not fall from heaven. It doesn't fall from the sky. You know, it yeah. started out as a junior over developer time, obviously. and then, moved, yeah. yeah, over time, you know, built that. So, um, you know, um, it, it, it's kind of being cost between the rock and the hard place because as a company, you're looking at it. You say, I want to have a senior developer who has a lot of knowledge in X, Y, and Z spaces, really? right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and that senior developer is going to cost me quite. A large amount of money. You know, on the flip side, you can say, um, you know, I, I will take the risk of employing maybe two intermediate developers and one junior developer to combine to do the work. You know, that the senior developer would have. Um, they obviously yeah. might not do it as well. As the senior developer, um, and you know, then you start thinking of what are the technical debts that I would incur from that process. And how long is it going to take yeah. these guys to um, get my product out into um, production, and, and things like that. Um, you know, and then COVID came, and a lot of Nigerian companies, because you know, um, the, the relapse uh, of the economy caused a lot of Nigerian companies to you know, um, lose quite a lot of business. Um, and everybody just, you know, sort of like checked out. So they like, okay, um, people in Europe and the US are still employing, so let's get out there and, and make money. I, I I, personally think that the solution um, with this, obviously, because you, you can't, you, you have to pay your people in Naira. I mean, there's no there's no point obviously. of saying, oh, you want to, yeah, you want to start paying them uh, or having marked um, competitive rates with companies in the US. That's, that's just going to ruin their business. But what I would say is, um, you know, I think nigerian companies should um take um more risk in um getting intermediates and junior developers because really the, a senior developer does not just become a senior developer um the top of his head. overnight you know, it's right? experience yeah yeah it's ex- yeah yeah overnight you know it's experience that builds that senior developer and that experience is 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 um is made in the workspace you know when they're faced with certain challenges and they have to deal with that problem that's how people become senior developers that's how people become engineering managers so the the intermediate and the junior developers need to be put in such situations where they are able to you know um um hone in those skills and they can you know they really can honestly like for me um I had never been, you know, before before I joined Rice. Um, I had never been in a situation where a server was um, short, a server was down, and you know, customers were losing money. And everybody was running haywire, you know, but being in that space, I learned a couple of things. And so the next time that kind of situation brings itself again, I'm like, okay, I've learned from you know my past experience, you know, working under somebody, and then um, you know, this is these are the kind of I things. Can this, I, can do. Do um, yeah, I can do this, you can do that, and this is what you need to do. I can and this is what I need to do to resolve those issues and again protect um the company so that those kind of issues don't rise again. So it's 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 important that we start to train. I think people, I think companies, it's it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of difficult because you know um, um, you're, you're looking at the turnaround time it will take for you to make profits if you have developers yeah. that are not as skilled as um, you know senior developers but yeah um, and, and that's why that's what we need to have more internship programs in you know um Tech companies um, get as many interns in as possible, and you know it's not just um, you know. Yes, obviously you wouldn't want them to touch like you know production level code, but some of them, you know, with with training, you can spot out people who are you know really talented um, in different things because people people are talented in a lot of things. Um, you know, UI, UX, um, um, you know, um, product management, you know, um, back end development, front end development, mobile development. It's in. It's been around the space where the development is happening, where the products are being built, where the products are being um, thought of and fleshed out. Um, That's where you see the people begin to hone their skills and get ideas that, you know, would would push them into um, that um, senior developer position. And with time, you know, three years, four years, five years down the line, you see these people, they they become um, um, senior developers. and if they leave, good and fine you know because it's a pipeline so it's not um it's not static that you senior developers and once they leave your company falls into it um there will be more people who would come so as we constantly um continue to train people you know um there would we can start to see a more steady pipeline of developers who can you know hold senior positions and things like that Um, then, then again you know i keep telling people that look the title senior developer is just a title you know in the, at the end of the day is the amount of responsibility that you can um you can handle Shoulder. that you know separates you yeah that, that separates you from somebody who's just starting out um and, and, and that's really it, you know um after a while um of you know being in, involved in building applications and, and and being involved in you know um so from like you know building applications that like you graduate mm-hmm. to um having a broader picture of what's um of what the application does, and then you know you work there in that space for a while, and then you move up, you know, to management. So you try, you start to choose technologies that are involved in building the products. So you're not just you're not just building APIs now. You're starting to choose technologies that are involved. You're making decisions, and, and that's how people grow. You know, that it starts from somewhere, yeah. and then you know it's it's a ladder that you have to climb. And everybody who aspires to be, you know, either a senior designer, a senior developer, things like that, has to climb that ladder. That, the ladder is there, and you know people have to climb that ladder. And that's that's just, that's just what's important. So yeah. Um, I think that as we continue to invest in um, in um, uh, you know in tech talent in people who have um, 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 you know uh, intermediates or junior developers, uh, yeah, then, then um, we would see a steady we see a steady pipeline of um, of developers that that will come in.
0: And I totally agree. So, um, I mean, so just as round off, uh, I'm just going to say one, you know, say this. Um, So I think that's one of the things that the guys in the commercial bank have, you know, gotten so well. And Mm. and I remember, and I'm saying this because if you look at all the all of those guys, you see that before you even get onboarded into proper, you know, banking, you do what they call training school and you probably do like 6 months mm-hmm. or 1 year depending on mm. on, the, on the bank and you find out that yeah. a lot of the guys who who you know decided to go through that training program eventually stay on some up to 10 years and then they continue to add value and they do that every year yeah. or every time they recruit here so and they continue to add value um, in, into the organization, so I think we need to invest yeah. as organizations, as like tech companies, we need to invest in that type of system. Not exactly, you know, follow the same model, but you know, some sort of fine tuning. Say, okay, look, we need, we are going to need talent in the next two to three years. Why not just have people? It can just be guys just coming out of school, or just guys just you know that have just finished training and whatever, yeah. you know, whatever we want to source them from. Have them go through some sort of Um, training curriculum and then training progress and you know
1: yeah so I I think some companies already do this you know um, where they they hire interns um, you know and um, put them through some program that helps them you know gain more um, skills and and things like that but but, yeah um, I think more companies need to adopt that um, kind of um, structure Um, and you know over time um, I, I think i think the main problem is that you know um a lot of companies are still um quite small and they probably wouldn't have um the f- um financial bandwidth um you know to to um, taking quite a number of interns and you know coach them yeah. and teach them because that that's 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 also a resource that you know, you would need to um put money yeah. into um yeah so you know but i hope i hope that things change soon um where people you know can um uh you know just um um bringing more more um um junior and intermediate developers and you know we we can now start to see um a a rise in senior developer positions and and senior developers also so yeah yeah um also in the nearest future things things will definitely check out um i'm hopeful and and i'm already seeing it taking place so yeah in a couple of companies so yeah definitely things will check out in the future also
0: Awesome, awesome. So, so final yeah. words, if you want to, I mean, I, I know there will probably be quite a few, a handful of people who say, look, I want to teach myself how to code and then being able to get into the spec space. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Any advice?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, YouTube is a fantastic resource tool. Um, there are also, you know, um, a couple of websites where you can learn um, different concepts um get on twitter i don't know any other social media platform that you know can onboard tech people and you know connect people um like the way twitter does um and maybe that's just my personal bias speaking but really get on twitter um you ask a tech question and get the, 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 the it's a wonderful community there will definitely be somebody who would reach out and you know stay hey. Um, this is what you need to do, this is how you want to get it done and things like that. People will always there, there are people who are always ready to help. Um, there are people who are always giving out um, you know, free tutorials, free lectures and things like that. But yeah, um, as, as it starts, you know, just get on YouTube. In fact, you can type it out as simple as how to learn how to code and a lot of videos pop out. And just watch them, you know, practice with them. You know, um, Nigerian people say, do as I do. You know yeah. so yeah just you know you do, yeah do 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 that and um with time you know your skills will begin to you know, you, you begin to see improvements um and then you can now start to ask more um um i would say tougher questions you know uh and um you know yeah from there sky is really the beginning sky is the starting point really um yeah and that's just it. so start start anyhow you want to start if it's um one line of html you know online of css whatever it is just start out and just start get your computers go on youtube learn how to write html you know for two weeks come back add some slap some css on it and you know just get be the community you know because communities are really important being a community where um you know you can ask questions and get a lot of answers and yeah that's, that's that's the advice that's as much advice i'll give to anybody
0: uh, thank you very much i k it's been a pleasure yeah, having you on been the a podcast. Yes, yes. um and i'm sure you know people who are listening and who want to get into the find, into the fintech and the tech space as well will be more than happy to see, you know hear to your advice to jump on um and I like i always yeah. say, the, if you want to get something all you have to google is your best friend just go on google you'll <laughs> find a ton and a million of the internet is basically a rabbit hole you just keep going and going and going and you find out that you find more than what you you know more than what you need to get to get what you need to get done. Mm. Um, done. Um, yeah. so thank you very much once again, Kitchuku. It's been nice thank having you. Thank you it's very been much nice for having Nice sharing your experience me. and your thoughts. I, Hopefully, I, I we bring you just... back again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, anytime, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So that's it, guys. Um, it's been fun chatting with Kitchuku. My name is still Defer Taiwo and this is The Switch. Do enjoy the rest of your evening.